Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Across the ASEAN, only on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Across the ASEAN here on Money FM 89.3. We are coming to the end of a memorable month for markets, not just here, but across the region. And COVID-19 concerns continue to dog most Southeast Asian markets and the major ones at that also. Um, we have seen, though, that Singapore, while being uh, checked and uh, challenged by a recent resurgence of COVID-19 infections, that the Straits Times Index has held on and kept losses to a minimum. And J.P. Morgan's equity strategists actually think that uh, there are better times ahead and that uh, markets here in Singapore, at least, might still be in, in, on, on course to outperform the rest of the region. Well, to give us his overview of how markets across the ASEAN are performing today on Across the ASEAN. We're joined by Mr. Rajiv Batra, who's the Chief ASEAN and Emerging Markets Equity Strategist at JP Morgan. He's uh, he joined us for the first time to talk about his outlook, and we'll start off with looking at Singapore's markets. Mr. Batra, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to hear you and your loved ones are safe and in good health during these times, and welcome to the show, sir. Happy Wednesday, and I hope you're having a good Wednesday. Thanks a lot, JP, for having me on the call. All right. So, Mr. Batra, let's start off with Singapore markets first. And I did read your most recent report for J.P. Morgan. You're fairly upbeat still on the outlook for Singapore stocks. In fact, you actually had a, a, a very uh, interesting uh, saying, uh, um, 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 comment there, saying that uh, for markets here in Singapore, you should just vax and relax. Tell us what's underpinning your outlook and why vaccinations are playing such a big part uh, in, say, your, your seeming confidence in equities here. So, JP, Singapore continued to remain one of the best-performing markets in Asia despite pullback from April highs. While there are some short-term volatilities, but we see further upside for Singapore equities from current uh, levels driven by three key reasons. First, as you mentioned, high vaccination rate. Being vaccinated reduces the chance of contracting COVID-19, and if contracted, then severity. This will reduce the potential overload on healthcare system and aid in transitioning towards an endemic. Currently, close to 50% of Singapore population have been fully vaccinated, and we expect 75% of the population will be vaccinated by end August. Second, driver, prime beneficiary of global growth recovery in ASEAN. Now, JP Morgan economic team forecasts global economies to accelerate in second half by 6.7%. Now, this goes well for both Singapore economy as well as equity market. Third and the most important factor, the inclusion of tech stocks, which would make MSCI Singapore more attractive benchmark to the foreign investors. So all in all, these are three reasons which keep us upbeat on Singapore equities as we are approaching towards closing of uh, uh, 2021. All right. So it seems that Singapore equity markets at least have a couple of good cards in their hand. I do want to talk about um, uh, the uh, pronouncement earlier this week, Mr. Batra, when officials here at the Ministry t- uh, Task Force outlined steps that could lead to Singapore moving towards quarantine-free travel, at least for the fully vaccinated individuals here. Um, uh, and, on, uh, of course, contingent on Singapore meeting their vaccination targets for the population. And we did see earlier this week that aviation link stocks suddenly found a second, uh, s- second wind, started to ri- g- g- make significant progress. Um, this, If this does come to fruition and we start to see the relaxation of travel, at least for vaccinated individuals, by early September, what could this mean for aviation stocks, not just here, but across the region, given it could also mean a slight revival of travel uh, across the ASEAN? 
A good question. So if we uh, look at the things as of now, vaccination progress keep on going well and we don't get any new variant and we'll go back to the normalcy, then aviation stocks are here to make huge amount of money. But if we look at the near-term risk reward for aviation name across region, it remains a mixed bag in the light of the highly fluid global state of COVID-19. Despite the desire to reopen international borders, which is expressed by various countries in the region, we are skeptical that a 100% reopening will materialize in 2021 as governments still grapple with the twin objective of economic reopening and vaccinating its entire population against the spread of the variant. Hence, we believe reopening could be gradual as few destinations may offer similar exemptions on arrival, at least initially due to government risk aversion uh, this year, which means your aviation sector will turn profitable and that will be the story of 2022, not the story of 2021 yet. Mm -hmm. and, if, as we, and of course, that will all depend also on how well other countries are handling COVID-19, if they can open some of these travel corridors that could revive a, uh, the aviation sector here in Singapore. But a lot of this, as we mentioned, when you look at it in sharp contrast, uh, the rest of the region, there still seems to be very persistent COVID woes, whether you look at Manila, whether you look at Bangkok, for instance, and Jakarta, there seems still seem to be that pesky resurgence of COVID-19 infections that might keep some of these borders still restricted at the moment. Um, you know, I do want to zero in on Thailand in particular, uh, Mr. Batra, because they've they they're seen as being relatively more vulnerable to travel restrictions given the importance of their tourism sector. How has the recent resurgence of COVID-19 impacted your outlook on that market out in Bangkok? So overall, we believe the Thailand economic recovery is delayed. Now, market last two months action, if you see, seems like market is discounting it is derailed. But we believe that is not the case yet. We believe the Thai market will remain choppy near term on investor concern over sluggish economic recovery due to the prolonged impact of the third wave. The third wave has already shaken equity markets over the last two months due to the potential negative impact on the earnings growth outlook. We do expect second quarter and third quarter net profit to weaken quarter on quarter basis due to partial lockdown to limit the resurgence of the third wave. However, there are some positivity in based of government structural restriction and urgent in-house vaccine deployment, as well as the renewed relief packages to, to boost domestic economy. Also, the global economic reopening is continued to support the Thailand export. Hence, that's what I'm saying, that it is a delayed recovery which we are going to see in Thailand. It is not totally derailed, which equity market is discounting over the last two months. Mm -hmm. um, let's. Uh, we're still to Mr. Rajiv Batra, who's the Chief ASEAN and Emerging Markets Equity Strategist at J.P. Morgan here on across the ASEAN. Now, when we uh, widen our scope beyond Singapore and Thailand, uh, Mr. Batra, I do want to take a survey of these other major markets. Which market in the region, apart from Thailand, may be more vulnerable to the recent COVID-19 resurgence? And in contrast, which one with the outside of Singapore may ha actually prove to be more resilient and ha may even have a little bit more upside? What are your thoughts? So I will say that this renewed COVID-19 outbreak and tighter restrictions are weighing on all ASEAN countries' growth outlook. Mm -hmm. Recently, we've seen this pickup in infection in Singapore also, despite having everything under control. However, strong progress on vaccination should limit the risk and allow ASEAN markets to look through this short-term disruption and fade the impact of pandemic. Hence, based on vaccination pace, 
we can go which markets are vulnerable to this covid-19 resurgence outside of singapore we are seeing this encouraging signs in malaysia through rising trends in registration for vaccination daily vaccination as well as ramp up in vaccine supply since june so far 18% of malaysia's population is fully vaccinated and 38% of the population have already received the first dose whereas rest of the asean countries whether it's thailand indonesia philippines and vietnam which we cover continue to lag in terms of vaccination but we do think more shipments in coming month or in the fourth quarter will enable vaccination to step up soon and that will reduce the vulnerability so basically it's, it seems as if uh, there's singapore there's malaysia and then everybody else at the moment in terms of uh, covid risks to the markets is that is that how i'm listening is that uh, how, is that how, correct uh, mr batra yeah yeah so uh, based on the covid related vulnerability this two are the most vaccinated one and in a better situation but in case of a malaysia some idiosyncratic factors or political uncertainty is putting the cap on the market performance near term basis. All right. And uh, Mr. Bhatra, I do want to go back to and move on from COVID concerns because I, I do want to go back to one of those points you made about what's bolstering the outlook for um, Singapore as well. It's also the potential inclusion of C-Limited and Grab. Once C-Grab, that is, uh, lists on uh, lists uh, goes public out in the U.S. on Singapore's markets, on the MSCI um, Singapore index, that is. Trust, talk to us how big of, about how big of a deal this will be. And will their listing actually also lift uh, lift some of these other already listed stocks uh, on the MSCI Singapore index? I will say that it is the most important and very very positive development for the Singapore market because of this region, and it has been the third pillar or three third driver for my positive outlooks on the market because this new generation or this tech companies inclusions or listing it will definitely bring new flavor in our equity market. now with this inclusion of this new generation growth companies as it captures strong demographic and digital dividend of the asean region it will give provide new vehicle or you can see new asset class or sector where investors can deploy money and generate a huge returns so msci singapore weighting in asia and japan benchmark is going to increase from current level of 2.5% to 3.8% post this inclusion it will also lead to diversification of msci singapore benchmark which is currently quite heavy on bank sector and the real estate sector because of this new addition communication services and industrial sector weightings will increase substantially now this might cause some short term outflows from the current index constituent by the local investor because of rebalancing however we believe longer term passive flows and high interest from global active investors which are your ep asia x japan and asean benchmark would compensate for the short term flow and create a positive spillover impact for singapore equities overall all right very interesting insights there i'll have to leave it at that but i'd like to thank mr rajiv batra the chief asean and emerging emerging market equity strategist at jp morgan for joining us today on across the asean to share his thoughts on how markets are going to move and what why they are so upbeat still on the outlook for singapore markets this year as always mr batra i wish you and your loved ones continued health and safety during these times we look forward to next time we can have you back on the show meantime try to have a great wednesday and happy hump day ahead thanks jp see you soon Before acting on the information on Money FM, 
Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.